Hey, what's going on everybody and welcome to Rock Video Rental. I am Brandon. With me as always is Caleb. And Caleb, what have you been watching? Uh, still, still keeping up with The Last of Us, so I watched the latest episode. Um, Rock? Not much to say there other than what I've been saying for the past few weeks. Simpsons. Uh, Simpsons. Uh then one thing to kind of add, because I haven't watched anything outside of that, um, but my wife has started watching the Only Murders in the Building, whatever, the Steve yeah. Martin, mm-hmm. Martin Short and that whole thing. And so I've caught some of that. Seems like a decent show. Um, pretty interesting. I thought it was kind of funny that uh, the m- most recent episode that I caught featured... Um, Michael Scott's girlfriend, Holly. Uh, oh, okay. She, yeah. Yeah. She was in it. Um, Michael Scott's wife. Well, did they? Oh, well, they got engaged. They never really. Well, by the end of it, I guess they did say they got married. Yeah. So. I remember Michael had kids and stuff. Yeah. So. And I'm totally like blanking on her actual name so i'm just not gonna even try yeah i don't know you can call her holly yeah holly <laughs> um but yeah that that show seemed it's interesting from the little bit that i've caught and that's kind of really my update <clears throat> rock yeah i surprisingly don't have a crazy amount um we're still watching the office right um speaking of which holly yeah we God, we were like in maybe the last season now. I don't know. I fell asleep during like an episode tonight. <sighs> How could you do that? <laughs> well, I mean, it's the seasons without Michael Scott. <laughs> oh, true. And man, I realized this time watching it through, which I don't know, I watched it, the series through like about six times. I realized how annoying Pam is the last like two seasons. Yeah, that that's that's kind of tough because you know you do think about that how Jim puts his life on hold. Dude, it's not even that. Like when in season eight when she's pregnant, mm-hmm. it's like all she talks about is how she's pregnant. Like that's all they had for that character, <laughs> and like she whines and complains about different things, like the episode where she doesn't believe that Jim's not attracted to the new girl. Like, God, that's just annoying. I haven't seen that one in a long time, so I'm not. I can't argue. (laughs) We were watching that one. I said to my wife, I'm like, gosh, Pam got really annoying in like the last two seasons. She's like, she just nodded her head, like, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Other than that, I watched the Van Damme movie Double Impact. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Been a little while since I watched that. Um,. I don't know. Nothing really much to say about that. Uh, I've been watching Ballers, the okay. show with uh, The Rock in it. Uh, that's a pretty good show. Um, he plays like a like an agent trying to sign up like all these professional football players. Okay. And it's got like a bunch of random football players in it as the season go- like the series goes on. I think I'm in like season two now. Hmm. But that's a pretty good show. Uh, I watched National Lampoon's Class Reunion, which is like a slasher comedy movie. 
Okay. It was okay. I, I saw what they were trying to do. It was kind of like scary movie, but not as funny. Uh, it had some parts in it that were like comical. It was better than student bodies, which is another kind of similar thing. Okay. But I don't know. I'll probably never go back and watch it again. Um, there's some recognizable, like, hey, it's that guy. Like, in the movie, but uh, the one I picked up on and knew who it was, um, I think her name is Miriam Flynn. She plays Cousin Eddie's wife in the Vacation movies. Okay. He was in it. But yeah, that was probably one I won't ever watch again. And then the last thing I watched was the new ESPN 30 for 30 about the 2000 Baltimore Ravens. It's called Bullies of Baltimore. Uh, That was pretty good. It was basically just them, like a lot of the players sitting in a theater with like a live crowd. And they're like reliving the memories of the season that they had when they won the Super Bowl. Okay. But it was just like interviews and like flashback stuff and all that kind of stuff. So it was pretty interesting. Um, it was kind of sad towards the end because while they were filming it, <clears throat> or I guess after they got done filming, uh, Tony Saragusa died. He was a defensive mm-hmm. tackle. Mm-hmm. And he was like, had a, like a big personality. He went on to do like sideline reporting and things like that. But yeah, that team was like full of personalities. Like they had Ray Lewis, uh, Shannon Sharp. Uh, Tony Saragusa were probably like the three biggest ones, but uh, yeah, that was it was definitely a good watch. I mean, the ESPN thirty for thirties are always good. Yeah, but yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Rock. So I guess we can continue on with our Mafia Month, and we got to mention that today, as we record, it is Joe Pesci's birthday. Actually, <laughs> technically, since it's past midnight. <laughs> <laughs> still counting it right it's still <laughs> through, midnight through in the west coast it's still before midnight in the west coast yeah so we're good happy birthday yeah. joe oh <laughs> uh, yeah let's jump right into it i was a hell of a handicapper i can tell you that i had it down so good that i ran paradise on earth i had one of the biggest casinos in las vegas to run for tangiers You know, if I did it, I'd have to run on my way. Nobody's going to interfere with you running the casino, I guarantee you. Vicky, you're a guy. Make a lot of money for us. Or so keep a good eye on it. All right. Look at this place. It's made of money. What do you think about me moving out here? I just got to tell you, it's no joke out here. You got to keep a low profile. Right off the bat, they don't like guys like us. Go! Oh, yeah, oh. You like your money a lot, yes, don't you? Yes, a lot. Don't you? Well, how about that? Yeah? Oh, settle down i want a family you got the wrong girl you'll be set up for the rest of your life you don't know me what do you know me for three months they had it all they ran the show and it was paradise while it lasted they found a guy's head in the desert that's no good we got a problem doesn't listen to me. Maybe you should get lost for a while. Take a vacation. Can't make it any clearer, Sam. 
I would just get out. I'd try to do everything for you, even though I knew deep down inside you would bury me. I buried you. You buried yourself. I have to be able to trust you with my life. Can I trust you? Can I trust you? I will go to the FBI. I will go to the police. I am not protecting you anymore. You want me to get out of my own town? You only exist out here because of me. He's a loose cannon. No! So the movie of the week is Casino. It is from 1995. It is directed by Martin Scorsese. Uh, the plot for this one is a tale of greed, deception, money, power, and murder occur between two best friends, a mafia enforcer, and a casino ex- executive compete against each other to overthrow gambling empire and over a fast-living and fast-loving socialite. Wow. That was very wordy. That is one sentence, by the way. That is very wordy. Yeah, and confusing. I, I want to start but this, with one but thing I'm real s- quick, though, Yeah. before you give the cast. Yeah. I, I'm going to make a promise and a guarantee right now for all our many, many, many listeners. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is going to be shorter than the movie. Oh. <laughs> so don't, uh, don't worry. It's kind of harder to be longer than a movie. Right. Um, I was going to say this movie doesn't have a plot. <laughs> it really doesn't. And Martin Scorsese has mentioned that it doesn't have a plot. Yeah. It's kind of just following around um, De Niro. Basically. But, and then checking in on Pesci every once in a while, which, I mean, I'm, I'm good with, because both those guys are amazing again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess we can get at the cast. We got um, Robert De Niro, Sam Ace Rothstein, Sharon Stone as Ginger McKenna, Joe Pesci as Nicky Santoro, uh, James Woods as Lester Diamond, and Don Rickles as Billy Sherbert. It's Billy Sherbert. I was going to say, which is not the right way to pronounce the frozen dessert that is Sherbet that everybody (laughs) says wrong, and it drives me nuts. (laughs) One of those dumb things that just gets on my nerves. Congratulations on being labeled the weirdo now. (laughs) Like how people say Reese's instead of Reese's. That drives me insane. And the double up on that is when people say Reese's Pieces. I'm like, now you're just mispronouncing two things to make it rhyme. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm an idiot. So we could get into our normal thing of what's good. Well, before we get into the normal (gasps) thing, I have an important thing to contribute. Uh, I think it's very important Don't to <laughs> to share is that I just discovered that Sharon Stone and I have the same birthday. <gasps> Not the same year, but the same birthday. So now so. you have something to talk about the next time you meet Robert De Niro. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Michael Scott. Like, <laughs> well, now maybe, I have something to talk about when I be Eva Longoria. <laughs> maybe, uh... Sharon Stone, Chuck Norris, and I can all hang out on our birthday. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anybody really that cool with mine. I well, honestly can't even think of anyone right now. Uh, the the main guy from you, him and I have the exact same birthday. Ooh, interesting. Down to the year and everything. 
So yeah. Okay. That's about uh, it. All right. All anyways. Right. Uh, yeah, well, so... to to continue talking about the movie and the cast, actually, real quick. Yeah. Um, I did find it interesting that when James Wood, uh, James Woods, wow, James Woods showed up, I was yeah. trying to think of the last time I saw him in a movie, and I could not think of it. But then you remembered it. You saw him on Family Guy. Yeah, but then there were plenty <laughs> of Family Guy episodes. So, uh, yeah. Um, how many times have you seen this movie? Is it a first time watch? This is absolutely the first time watch all the way through. I'm pretty oh. sure I've seen bits and pieces of it, um, but I know for a fact I've not sat down for three hours to watch this movie before. Yeah, this is my second time watching it all the way through. Okay. So, yeah. Um, not as easy of a watch as Goodfellas. Yeah. I mean, it's longer than Goodfellas, but it's also like a sprawling movie, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it covers like a fair amount of stuff. It's there's nothing like there, like I said, there's really not a plot. It's just kind of like here's a snippet of this guy's life and everything that happens in that time. Yeah, there wasn't sit down and just enjoy the ride, I guess. <laughs> That's really what this movie is. Yeah, I mean was it more so about um Ace's career in Vegas or was it more about Ace's relationship with Ginger? Like yeah. what did, and what it's did also they spend with more his time on? Relationship with Nikki too. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, it's kind of like three equal parts, I would say. And this movie isn't like a a real, like, heavy mafia movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the mob is involved, and a lot of the stuff they do with their money is because of the mob. But it's not like... Not, not like Goodfellas, where, you know, it is a mob movie. Mm-hmm. Like, everything's focused on it. Um, I would say this is kind of like the... Sp- spiritual successor to Goodfellas. Yeah. Where it's got a lot of the same feel. Um, I don't like the looks of it. The narration. You know, instead of Ray Liotta this time, we get De Niro and Nikki uh, mm-hmm. doing like the... Or Pesci, I should say. Yeah, They traded uh, Ray in for James Woods. Yeah, pretty much. Um I mean, James Woods is one of the things I thought was good in this movie. Yeah, he was easy to hate. Oh yeah, he's he did, always he he's always really good at characters like that, where he's kind of just like sleazy, skeezy, yeah, yeah, sleazy, and like you just want to hate the guy. Yeah. Um, very manipulative too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like he kind of exists in the same world as like James Spader, where mm-hmm. they're both good at playing like these smarmy, like sleazy, like jerks that can manipulate people. Where I feel like, you know, James Woods kind of comes off as like the more manipulative and I don't know, not more of like an everyman more than Spader does. Where Spader just comes off as I'm smarter than you, I know it, and I can use that against you. <sighs> <laughs> you know, like how he was as Robert California, yeah, in the office, um, and his character in. Um, pretty in pink too. Um, but uh, 
the narration too, I thought was done pretty well. I liked how it was, you know, multiple people doing it and not just one guy the whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, did it blow out your speakers this time? No, it was. So anyway, we were a casino. (laughs) We were good fellas. Yeah, no, not so bad. Honestly, like, so, man, we're kind of all over the place right now. But, like, one thing that I was thinking about while watching this movie is, I mean, I get it. Like, nobody's ever really perfect or anything. But it often surprises me on how such smart people can be so stupid. Mm -hmm. Like, Ace was such a smart guy. But then he was so stupid to trust ginger oh yeah i was gonna say um many smart men have been shot down or gone up in flames because of women and drugs mm-hmm. yeah but like the <laughs> and thing it's that... not even just like the woman it's just that he was like head over heels in love with her she was basically just there for the money yeah and he you know trusted her because he loved her so much mm. yeah yeah, uh, and then it's just, I, I mean, they captured it. There are so many, so many, like, it's a it's a tale as old as time. Like, screw all the Disney fluff. Like, the tale that is older than any is a woman, uh, uh, a sought-after woman is hung up on some loser guy that treats her like crap. <laughs> I swear that is like the uh, oldest story ever told. Yeah, that's true. And it's just uh, like, come on, come on, De Niro. Come on, Ace. Like, you're too smart for this. You know, you know, this is not like, there's no changing this. Well, I kept thinking during this too, like this James Woods's character has like really no connections other than he was like her pimp mm-hmm. Um, back in, was it Beverly Hills? I think they said. Um, and he's got like all these mafia ties and stuff. Like, why don't you have Nikki just go and kill the dude? I know. There's the fixtures are a problem right there. I just I kept thinking it during this. I'm like, why doesn't he just have Pesci go and just beat the living crap out of the guy and bury him in a desert? Because she would find out and blah blah. I don't know. Yeah, I was. Su- I was surprised too. It's just like, get rid of the problem, see if she actually sticks around, then cool, she's worth it. Otherwise, you get rid of the problem and then she gets rid of herself. Right. That's where I feel like that's the difference in De Niro's characters from um, Goodfellas to Casino. Mm -hmm. Is that uh, Jimmy would have had him taken care of. (laughs) Yeah. Goodfellas. For sure. Where he was thinking with the wrong head in the casino. Yeah. So so here's a funny thing I was thinking about while watching this. If you if a new movie was coming out and Joe Pesci was in the movie and you were able to be in the movie, would you rather be a friend of Joe Pesci's or not a friend of Joe Pesci's in the movie? Because basically he like he treats his friends just as bad as he treats people who aren't his friends. <laughs> Yeah, this is true. Like he, he but you know that like he's got that. your back, I guess. Uh, for how long though? Until he starts, yeah, that's true. Banging yeah. your wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I guess you live longer if you're <laughs> yeah. his friend, and that's really the only difference. Uh, and and dude, like, kind of gets the short end of the stick. Like, I I knew for sure in Goodfellas that he was gonna die. Yeah, that he was gonna get taken out. This one, I I, I didn't see the whole thing, so I wasn't entirely sure. But man, he gets like <laughs> brutalized. Yeah, he gets the short end of the stick for both of them, where it's just like just taken out. Yeah. He watches his brother get beaten to death with a baseball bat and then they beat him. Mm-hmm. Bull. <laughs> yeah, just brutal. Uh I guess we're already kind of talking about these guys. Uh things that are great. Um Joe Pesci is man, is there a movie he does where he's not like great in? Oh man, I don't know. Actually I'm I haven't looked at his list of movies in a while. I should I'm just thinking like we always talk about all these great actors in movies and stuff, but no one ever really talks about Joe Pesci in everything I've seen him in. He's at least like good, even movie doofy movies like Gone Fishing, Lethal Weapon. Yeah, I mean Lethal Weapon, he's amazing in because he's yeah. just an annoying little turd. Um, <laughs> and then movies like Easy Money that he did with Rodney Dangerfield, like he was pretty good in that too. Um. Is he typecasted most of the time, though? I think so. I mean, he's the the fast talking, um, mafia guy, basically, or guy with mob ties. Um, I don't know. He didn't really have any mob ties or anything in Gone Fishing. Have you ever seen that? No, it's got I him and know. Danny Glover in it. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I guess and then. I, I said on Twitter today that, like, for his birthday, that Joe Pesci's probably the most intimidating five foot four guy you'll ever see. Because, mm-hmm. like, he's short, he's small. Like, you don't even think about that. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, he's, you know, he's only a few inches taller than Danny DeVito. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine Danny DeVito in a mafia movie? <laughs> I, I, I wonder what it would be like to, because you hear stories about celebrities a lot, but I don't know that I've ever really heard a story of anybody like running into Joe Pesci and what he's like. He's kind of reclusive. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like, he's announced a while ago, you know, that he retired and he doesn't really like do many interviews. No one, he doesn't really reach out to anybody. He's kind of just a private person. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And it, and I think about it, like, I could probably see Danny DeVito in a Mafia movie. <laughs> yeah. He's a pretty good actor, so I could see it. But I think it's well known, though, that, you know, Danny DeVito's a pretty nice guy if you see him outside of, like, out in public and stuff. Mm-hmm. I read this one funny um, interaction that someone had. It was this woman. And she said that she was walking with her boyfriend uh, somewhere. And she literally like bumped into Danny DeVito. And like, I guess she's like super short. She's like under five foot tall. And like they bumped into each other. They turned, they locked eyes, they laughed, they hugged each other, and then went separate ways. (laughs) Where she said, she's like, I kind of just had a, um, like a short person moment with Danny DeVito. So like we made eye contact. Like, yeah, like at eye level, smiled at each other, like just had a moment, and then we went off and did our own thing. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah, it's kind of funny. But, uh, and I mean, De Niro, again, De Niro is 
well, easily the main character in this one, and he's really good in this. Uh, his, you know, his chemistry again with Joe Pesci is pretty much unmatched. Like, I can't even think of two actors that played off each other so well, like mm-hmm. these two. Um, and I mean, just two like really good actors. Uh, other guys, I guess I could think of that played really well off each other were, um, and it's really only comedies that I can think of. Uh, like Steve Martin and um, John Candy in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah. Like they had really good chemistry. Um, Chris Farley and David Spade were really great together. Oh, yeah. Yep. And uh, Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels in Dumb and Dumber. Uh-huh. Like those two guys were so good together in that movie. But um, yeah, I feel like De Niro's the one that gets all the attention for being a good actor out of these two. Where I feel like Pesci gets a little overlooked. Yeah, well, De Niro went on and like had more versatility and did more movies and everything. And I don't know if it's because Pesci was typecasted so much, or and, and that's I mean, Pesci did different stuff. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, yeah, but De Niro definitely went on and had a wider, longer career. So, I mean, there is a separation there, but you can't downplay how well Joe Pesci did in these movies. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of other movies that Pesci and De Niro did together. Um, Raging Bull. Have you ever seen that? No, I have not. Um, I think I've saw most of that. Um, Once Upon a Time in America. There's another mafia movie they're in together. Uh, Then Goodfellas. Casino. Man, Pesci's got some good movies on here. I'm looking at his his list of movies. And he hasn't really done much. Like from 2006 to 2010, he didn't... But in the 2000s, he's only done four movies. Yeah. He did Lethal Weapon 4 in 98, and then didn't do anything else until The Good Shepherd in 2006. Hmm. Uh, and then the last thing he did was The Irishman, which is another one with De Niro and Scorsese. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, again, in this in a Scorsese movie, the cinematography was awesome in this. There were so many cool shots. Yeah, I, it was weird because this came out after Goodfellas, mm-hmm. but I felt there were some things better in goodfellas than this oh really i thought there was some stuff in casino that was better than goodfellas oh really like i feel like the editing maybe was tighter in goodfellas but the variety of like angles and um i don't know different approaches at things uh one thing that comes to mind is so de niro and um Pesci were going to talk to someone who was sitting down at the table and I thought it was really cool how they had the camera down low for the guy who was at the table. And then when it would go behind De Niro and Pesci, it was like at their level. I don't, it was just like a little thing like that, that I was like, Oh, that's kind of interesting. Cause you don't always see that. Mm-hmm. You might see like a wide shot and then like a shot behind De Niro and Pesci. But uh, one of them that was really cool too, is when they introduce, Sharon Stone's character, and she's like throwing the chips around. 
And you get that yeah. shot from above where she throws the chips and they go up towards the camera. Mm-hmm. Like that was really cool too. And I mean, it's they're in Vegas, so if that kind of lends itself to more interesting camera work, just with everything that's going on in the background. Because yeah. I don't know, have you ever been to Vegas? No. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, all the lights and stuff, and just how the town's laid out and everything. Um, I also noticed too when I went to Vegas that most of the lights are um in the old part of Vegas. Where, like, the Strip has a fair amount of, like, the neon lights and stuff that you would expect, and spotlights and stuff like that, and all the cool-shaped buildings and everything. But it's really, when you go to, like, Fremont Street, that's where they have, like, the old, like, neon, like, everything's neon, and, I don't know, like, the Golden Nugget and stuff are down there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, which they run the, the Tangiers in this, which isn't real. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was supposed to be like a fill in for the Riviera or something like that. I don't remember. Because this is like, quote unquote, based on a true story. Yeah, must be after Lefty Rosenthal. Mm. Yeah. He is credited for bringing increased exposure to sports betting in Las Vegas. From the Tangiers Casino. <laughs> Aces, hi. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's the thing that they play on um, Mike Villani's show a lot. Because <laughs> I guess like Casino's one of his favorite movies. And I was wondering where that came from. And then I watched Casino and I'm like, oh, okay. Oh. Uh, and I mentioned her earlier. Uh, Sharon Stone is really good in this too. She is insane. Yes. That, that's a very she good could reference. reach some levels of this that are pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. <sighs> like, yeah, I she... was just watching it and I was like, yeah, that girl's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, she was definitely more crazy than um, Henry's wife and Goodfellas, Karen. Oh, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> and she was crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. She just came completely unhinged there towards the end. Um, Sharon Stone's character, and I mean, she she rocked it. She hung in there with Pesci and, and De Niro, which is impressive. Yeah. Uh, so maybe things that didn't work as well, the long runtime. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, long movie. I kept. I think I got like an the first hour into this. And I felt like it was like, man, I've been watching this a while. And I checked and I'm like, I'm about a third of the way done. <laughs> yeah, dude, I watched um, like 45 minutes one night, an hour the next night. And then like the rest, of I, it. I, I, I would know. I, I would know. It was over three nights. though. <clears throat> yeah, that's I had to watch it in segments, too. But I mean, it, at least it is one of those movies you can watch in segments. Yeah, because I said it really doesn't have a plot. <laughs> I know. I was just gonna say that. That's an, so it was super long and it didn't have a plot. <laughs> like you thought everything was building up to when he supposedly died because they showed it at the beginning, but then even after that, they're just kind of like, "Oh, I didn't really die," and blah, 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 blah. and it's just like that was. Yeah, that's me. You wonder, probably wondering how I got there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much how it is. 
Oh, gosh. <laughs> One thing I had that's bad was Sharon Stone's haircut at the end. Oh, Woof. Man, yeah. <laughs> like, helmet head. <laughs> Looked really bad. Oh, I guess it was kind of the style at the time, but still. Um, another thing I got is um, when they kill the character Stoney outside in the snow by his car um, with with silenced guns. Yeah. So there, it's, the shots are silenced, and there's no blood. Yeah. There and there's no couple... squibs on his jacket. The guy's oh. wearing a jacket, and it doesn't have any squibs going off. No, there there were a couple things where they didn't do a very accurate job with, you know, somebody getting shot and killed. Yeah, there wasn't even any holes in his coat, dude. There was no yeah. blood. Like, how are you gonna get shot? Well, Point yeah, blank. I, like, I think in the snow, and there's no sign of it. I think they were going for like him getting shot in the back of the head, but that's the thing, exactly. Like, okay, either you're getting shot in the back, and like you're supposed to have holes in the back of your coat or you're getting shot in the back of the head and there's blood everywhere. Yeah. In the snow, there was snow mm. on the ground. It would be like beet red. <laughs> yeah. This, I saw that. I'm like, wow, really? That's like how you went with that. Uh, I guess memorable or favorite scenes. Um, there's a couple that always stand out to me. Um, the one where Pesci stabs the guy in the neck with a pen like a hundred times. Yeah, where he goes like typical Pesci, like he did in Goodfellas. Yeah, where you know this guy's like guy's a complete jerk, and like De Niro is being like friendly to him. Where he asks him, he's like, "Hey, is this yours?" And oh, what was it like an ashtray or something like that? Are you using this or something? And the guy says no, and he gets like crappy with him, and he's like, "Oh, I just thought I would ask, you know, and make sure I don't want to take something that's yours." And then he's like, "Is this your pen?" And he said, "He's like, yeah, that is." He's like, "Okay, I want to make sure because it's a nice pen. I don't want you to like leave it sitting out here. Somebody takes it." And he basically tells him to go f himself. And then that's when Pesci steps up, and he's like, "Do you just tell my friend to?" Have himself. He's like, yeah. He's like, is this your pen? He's like, yeah, it is. And he's like, take it. And he stabs him in the neck with it. Uh, and then the guy's like on the ground, just like whimpering. And Pesci's like, does anybody hear a little girl? He's like, sounds like a little girl down there. <laughs> uh, then he's like, oh, what happened to the big tough guy that was here? All I hear now is a little girl. And the look on De Niro's face is just priceless. <laughs> Because he's looking at him, he's like, oh my god, you're evidence <laughs> uh, And then, when they find the two guys that are, like, counting cards, cheating. Mm, yeah, that I was going to mention that one. Yeah, and then, like, um, De Niro has both of the guys taken in the back. Uh, they got the one guy, and he asks him, he's like, I saw you shuffling your chips with your your right hand. He's like, he says, yeah. And he's like, do you always do that with your right hand? The guy says, yeah. He's like, can you do it with your left hand? He's like, no, I can't. He's like, so only with the right, huh? And he says, yeah. And then they take a hammer and like smash his hand. And he's like, now you're going to have to learn with your left. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of funny. They bring the guy's friend in. And he basically just like craps his pants. Yeah. He's just like, you can either leave with the, uh, 
the chips or you can leave with both your hands or what? Yeah. How do they say yeah, so You can leave with the, the chips and the hammer. He's like, or it's like, you can get out of here unscathed. Basically what it was. Yeah. It's like, if you want the chips, I'm going to beat you up. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. And then probably the last thing that's really memorable in this is when Nikki's trying to get the one guy to talk and say who he's working with and he won't do it. And they put his head in a vice mm-hmm. and they like to turn the vice until the guy's eye pops out. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really memorable part in this movie. And he ends up killing the guy anyway, even though he tells him. <laughs> it's, he's like, you wouldn't tell me because of that guy. He's like, you let me pop you pop your eye out of your head before you told me about that guy. <laughs> I was like, why in the hell are you protecting him? I think it's funny too how he keeps calling all these people degenerates and low lives. <laughs> like, well, you're kind of like a hitman for the mafia. Are you really that much better? Right. Yeah, it was. Oh man, there. I'm trying to think of other memorable scenes because uh, that those were two definitely of the major ones there. I mean, almost any time that uh, Sharon Stone had a freak out. Yeah, I was gonna say the times where she flips out. Those are pretty memorable. Like where she came back and she was running and in, driving into his car, and the <laughs> cops showed up. Yeah. And, you know, De Niro does the best where he just plays it cool. Like, he doesn't really know too much of what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she just looks nuts. But then she goes to the bank and, like, opens up a safe deposit box and takes all of his money out of there. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, and also we get the... Another that guy is the, the bank examiner. Who's mm-hmm. the jump to conclusions mad guy from <laughs> yeah. Office Space? He yep. was also the grandpa from the show Grounded for Life. <laughs> nice. <laughs> He's like, no, there's nothing I can do about it. He's like, she has her name on the account and the key. He's like, there's legally nothing I can do about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, anything else that like stands out to this movie to you? I will say the last two things that I think of is when Nikki gets killed and <laughs> the scene is such a, like a throwaway scene but it's just something I remember because of how like ridiculous it is as they're talking about how Nikki will pick up like the um like the cabaret dancers and stuff and he's walking to the car talking to this girl and he takes her into a car and like while she's he's talking to her, he just like grabs her head and shoves it into his crotch. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. That that was one thing I remember about that too, but maybe not the, the best memorable scene, but just something that always stands out to me. No, I, I don't think I got anything else. Yeah. I think another thing too that Pesci is is good at is having those moments where he's like a complete psychopath and then having the moments where he's taking care of his son in the morning before school. Yeah. <laughs> where he's just like a really good dad. 
mm-hmm. telling his son how much he loves him and he's making him breakfast and everything and <laughs> tell him how proud he is of him and all this stuff and it's just like the two cut the contrast between that i feel like he handles really well Yeah, so I guess we can get into the trivia and facts. So, the first thing I got is most of the conversations between De Niro and Pesci were improvised. Uh, Scorsese would tell them where to start and where to end, and then he just let them fill it up in the middle. Of course. Which is awesome, because that was two guys that know how to work really well together, so just let them go. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the costume budget for the movie was um, $1 million. Uh, De Niro actually has 70 different costumes throughout the film. Sharon Stone had 40. And both were allowed to keep everything they had after. Hmm. So Sharon Stone encouraged Erica Von Tegen, the child actress who played her daughter, to annoy James Woods constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Joe Pesci's wife at the time of filming was Claudia Haro. Um, she played Trudy, who was co-hostess and band leader of Aces High. Huh. Uh, Harrow and Pesci divorced, and she remarried. Um, she was convicted, actually, in 2000 of two counts of attempted murder for hiring a hitman to try to kill her other ex-husband, who was a stuntman. Oh my gosh. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> what a weird turn. Uh, and I would say that Pesci and Harrow were a great example of being rich gets you a long way. Because Pesci's not really the best looking guy, and she was pretty good looking. <laughs> I saw that and I'm like, yeah, of course. <laughs> Aces, hi. I can't believe we didn't mention that. His weird talk show that he had. Mm-hmm. Where he juggles for some reason. <laughs> So when James Woods heard that Martin Scorsese was interested in working with him, Woods called Scorsese's office and left the following message. Anytime, any place, any part, any fee. Because <laughs> he wanted to work with him so badly. Um, so Joe Pesci uh, bore some natural resemblance to Tony the Ant uh, Spilatro. I guess I say it. Upon whom his character was based on, uh, in makeup he looked even more like um, Tony the Ant. Uh, so much that, according to Pileggi, when Pesci entered the casino where the movie was being shot, some pit bosses who had personal dealings with Spilatro uh, almost fainted because <laughs> he oh. thought he came back to life. <laughs> Which I saw a picture of those two guys next to each other, and they are pretty similar looking. Uh, So the producer said that one of the most difficult things about filming this movie was finding people who could tell them how to cheat in the casino. Mm. Uh, Sharon Stone uh, once told her acting coach, I want to be good enough to work with Robert De Niro. And she did it. There you go. Uh, so the F word in this movie is said 435 times, including in the narration. That uh, is two, almost two and a half times per minute on average. Uh, the film held the record for the most uses of the word until the release of Summer of Sam in 1999, which also had 435 uses. Um, 
The record was later broken by The Wolf of Wall Street, which is also a Scorsese movie from 2013, which had close to 600 uses of the F word. Mm. So, Nicole Kidman, Melanie Griffith, Renee Russo, Cameron Diaz, Uma Thurman, Kate Capshaw, and Michelle Pfeiffer, Michelle Pfeiffer um, were considered for the role of Ginger. Uh, Tracy Lords was seriously considered after an excellent audition. Uh, Madonna was almost casted. But Sharon Stone convinced director Martin Scorsese to give her the role. Rock. It's kind of weird that Tracy Lords had a really good audition because she's a former porn star. <laughs> but she did have a legit acting career there for a while. Uh, so, blackjack dealer Nick Mazzola, uh, who was confronted by Nikki, was the same blackjack dealer for Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise and Rain Man. As well as the war dealer from the Chevy Chase in Vegas Vacation. <laughs> so he's a dealer, basically. That's funny. <laughs> typecast. I was just going to say, talk about typecasting. Yeah. And the last thing I got, this movie had a $52 million budget and made 116 in the box office. All right. Rock. So, grades. I pull from IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think they are? Mm, 8.0 is an 8.2 okay i'm basically basing this off of the good fella rating so <laughs> right. uh 80 percent 79 Ooh, close and uh 89 percent 93 Ooh, yeah that one actually went up yeah interesting um, I guess I'll go first on this. Like I said, it's my second time watching it all the way through. Um, it's an entertaining movie. I do believe it is too long. Uh, it doesn't really bother me that there's not really much of a plot because it's one of those movies where it's just kind of following someone through their life. Mm -hmm. And really, does life have a plot? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know that. The acting performances are all really solid. Even Don Rickles was pretty good in this movie. <laughs> um, kind of funny to see him in that role. Um, I don't know. It's an entertaining movie, but not one I'm going to sit down and watch a bunch of times just because it's so long. Where I feel like Goodfellas was paced a lot better. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot more seem to be going on in that movie as well. Where it's, This one's more just like building tensions. Between the three main characters. Um, one thing I'll point out that I forgot to mention in scenes. Uh, the scene at the beginning where Ace gets blown up in his car. <laughs> did you notice how terrible that dummy looked? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't notice it the first time, but I definitely noticed it this time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's just hilarious how bad that was. Uh, I don't know. At the end of the day, like I, I think it's a great movie. But not one I'm probably going to watch a whole bunch. So I, I gave it a, a 4.5 out of 5. I couldn't give it the full 5 because I think Goodfellas is better. Yeah. <clears throat> well, yeah. I mean, we're we're in the same range because I agree. I think Goodfellas is better. Um, I agree. Too long of a movie. Part of the thing, too, that I think that helped Goodfellas was it was De Niro, Pesci, and Loyota. Um, like mm -hmm. Ray... 
Bray brought another element and it was just like that much better where it, I mean, I know Sharon Stone stepped up more than um, Henry's wife and Goodfellas, but she wasn't a she wasn't like a character like the three main guys were in goodfellas you know like each of them were unique each of them like were kind of over the top like so much going on in casino it was de niro and pesci like yeah that was kind of it um so um already talked about too long no plot um really slow in some places uh, it, uh, and I agree with you too on just the rewatchability of this movie is tough. Like yeah. th- the list of three hour long movies that I know of and which ones I would rewatch, like there are probably several three hour long movies that I would choose to watch before I rewatch this one. So um, it, it, this is not me saying it was bad at all. It is a good movie. I don't know that I'm going to put it in great. Uh, and I feel comfortable dropping this down a full point from Goodfellas. So I'm at four out of five. Okay. Yeah. It was borderline between four and 4.5. Uh, it's funny. We both said it wasn't, it struggles with rewatchability and it was mm-hmm. covered on the rewatchables. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, rewatchable as a three hour movie is kind of tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you love mafia movies, if you love De Niro, if you especially if you love Joe Pesci, like I I get it, you you mm-hmm. could rewatch it, but it's just like, yeah, it's it's good in its cat uh, movie category. It's good for what it's going for, but as we've already seen, I mean, there's already a movie that we've watched that I feel is uh, easily ranked higher than this one, and I feel there are going to be more. So yeah. And I fully agree. So we got through our two Scorsese movies, which I feel like we had to have two because I feel like he makes the best mafia movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, next week is one of the movies that people consider one of the greatest movies of all time, and I've never seen it before. And that's The Godfather. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. I haven't seen Godfather, haven't seen Godfather 2, haven't seen Godfather 3. Crazy. I've seen I've seen Godfather. I think I've seen all of Godfather 2. I don't think I've seen Godfather 3. Rock. Well, I've heard part 3 is the worst of the bunch, but I feel like it's one of those movies like Rocky 5 where it's yeah. like everybody craps on it, but it's really not that bad. Yeah. From what I, I've heard. Yeah, I believe that might be the case too, because I mean, like, when you have one of the movies of the series that's considered one of the best movies ever, there's bound to be one that just doesn't match up well enough. And so it will get crapped on, even though it's not really quote unquote a bad movie. Yeah. Like I'll stand up and defend Rocky Five. Mm-hmm. I enjoy Rocky Five, and I've been feeling the urge to watch it again. Um I don't think it's that bad. I think it's just bad in comparison to the other ones. The same thing with Terminator 3. I didn't think Terminator 3 was that bad. But everybody likes to crap on that movie. Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Crap. Everybody likes to crap on that. Crap. <laughs> you don't like that one? Uh, yeah, it's not crap, but I was a little disappointed they went the alien route. 
Yeah. I don't know. I was okay with it, but not to get it was entertaining. Yeah, it was entertaining not to go on a a tangent about it, but it was just like all the other ones, I don't know, felt like they were in the realm of possibility. But then like, not the fact that aliens are, I'm not saying that aliens aren't possible, but just like how they kind of depicted it. But also some of the crazy stunts that they pulled in that one was just like, like he survived yeah. a nuclear explosion. He was swinging on vines in the jungle. It's like with monkeys. <laughs> yeah, like t- tame it down a little bit, make it more realistic. Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah, I get that. It feel, felt like it'd have been more in place with like the Mummy movies mm-hmm. with Brendan yeah. Fraser. Yeah, I don't know. There's a new Indiana Jones coming out. Yeah, we'll see how that is. I I found Kingdom of the Crystal Skull entertaining, so but I agree. Like aliens are kind of like the easy way out. Yeah, where it's like you can't think of anything, so like oh aliens. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that uh, that meme of that dude from the History Channel, Ancient <laughs> Aliens, where it just says aliens with his hands up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Why did um. De Niro trusts Sharon Stone so much in this movie. Pff, aliens. <laughs> Drugs. Drugs. Yeah, Drugs, aliens. Battlestar oh, Galactica. Oh, so I guess I'll mention before I close out here. The one thing that really made me cringe during this movie, and it's probably just now watching it because I'm a dad, was the part where Sharon Stone like tied her daughter to the bed so she'd go out and do stuff. Oh my gosh, yeah. And like the girl, little girl's freaking out. And she's like, what, probably six or seven? Mm-hmm. And like De Niro comes home and like, you know, cuts her out of the binds and ties and everything. And then he goes and like loses his mind on Sharon Stone, rightfully so. Yeah, like that should have been the end of but, it right there, man. Yeah. But just, yeah, just that scene is just, it's hard to watch when you've got kids. Because mm-hmm. I can't well, even imagine ever doing that, like, yeah, no. Yeah, and, I don't even know. What, that was terrible. Say, yeah. That was terrible. But yeah, the kind of, I mean, I touched on it briefly and not like comparing these two or whatever, but the thing that, that I kind of went back to was just kind of like Joe Pesci hooking up with Ginger. It's yeah. just like really like both of them, De Niro and Pesci were both being stupid. Like De Niro yeah. was believing in Ginger and then Pesci's like, oh, yeah, I'll sleep with my friend's wife. That's no big deal. It's like, what? Really, guys? Like, Out of all the women in Vegas, he goes and sleeps with his best friend's wife. Oh, my gosh. Pesci. Sometimes the smartest Pesci. people are the dumbest people. <laughs> right. Well, I'm not sure that Pesci's character was the smartest person. True. He, he was the muscle and uh, De Niro was the brains. Yeah. Yeah, so chugging along next week, covering The Godfather. After that, we're going to have My Blue Heaven. So we'll get a little break from drama with some comedy in a couple Mm -hmm. weeks. But yeah, until then, as always, be kind and rewind. Rewind.